Sonia. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to a whole new episode of Featurepreneur Presence Live AMA. Today, amidst us, we have Soumya Vaidyanathan. She is presently a data scientist at Prismate Labs, Kebnet, Saxony, Germany. She pursued a master's degree in automation and IT from Cologne University of Applied Science. She is also an enthralling personality who anchors several experience from eminent places like Trump, Real Cargo Carriers, Portalese, JWC, and also Tata Consultancy Services. With great joy, I welcome Soumya Vaitinathan to Featurepreneur Presence Live AMA. Hello, Soumya. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me today. Thank you, Sonia. Yeah. The pleasure is definitely ours, Soumya. Uh, I'm really excited for the session ahead. Stay tuned with us throughout the session to shoot out your intriguing questions and also to win exciting prizes. Once again, on behalf of Featurepreneur, welcoming all of you to the live AMA with Soumya Vaitinathan. Uh, okay, uh, so Saumya, to start off with, uh, can you please introduce yourself to our interns? Yeah, uh, so I'm Saumya Vaitinathan, uh, and I uh, did my master's in Germany in TH Cologne uh, in automation and IT. So uh, I'm a, uh, uh, basically an electronics and instrumentation major uh, from bachelor's in India, uh, and I worked in Tata Consultancy Services in the IT field. Uh, so this course uh, was a perfect uh, match for my requirements and uh, so I took up this master's and I started getting some interest in data the field of data science uh, and machine learning uh, during my master's and I uh, decided to pursue my career in that and yeah now I work as a data scientist in Prismade Labs. Yeah, so as you were uh, like mentioning like you're currently anchor a lot of data science experience uh, uh, ever since you took up your master's degree. So how has it been so far? Can you give us an overview about your data science experience so far? Yeah, uh, so basically I had a few modules in my uh, first year of uh, master program uh, regarding this data acquisition and data mining. So uh, I uh, I just started off with uh, the, the uh, uh, tool called R and I, uh, I was practicing that and do, uh, I mean, writing assignments and all that and it really interested me a lot and I wanted to uh, learn more about that so in my university we have um, uh, had a semester where we do group projects so I took up uh, two projects in the field of uh, data science and I uh, I still uh, enhanced my knowledge on that part and then my journey was like I, I started uh, searching for an internship and I wanted to do a thesis my master thesis also in the field of machine learning so that's when I got my uh, internship in Trumpf and uh, they also offered me a thesis to do in their company. So um, this uh, machine learning and data science was uh, relatively also new to the company. They also wanted to do some research work with their machines and their problems uh, if that can be handled with machine learning and uh, stuff. So it was really a very good learning experience for me there. So after my thesis, I applied for uh, jobs at various uh, companies and then I landed in this job in Prismade Labs. So uh, Prismade Labs is uh, basically a, a startup. So my idea was that if uh, I join a startup, I would have more room to learn new, new stuffs. So that's how I landed here in my career. 
That that is a very uh, interesting course of path, I would say, for you, Samia. Uh, so Thank speaking you. of uh, uh, Prismade Labs, that as you mentioned, yeah. so how is your experience with them? So how is it yeah, going? So yeah, so as I said, they are a relatively new uh, company. I mean, they're just five years old. So um, my, uh, ex uh, my experience with them is that we are very few people uh, currently working here. So it's a very nice work atmosphere. So there, there's, uh, there's no hierarchy or something in our company because all of us sit together and work and exchange ideas and uh, put up uh, put up new stuffs and everything so it, it's a very friendly atmosphere uh, to work with uh, in first place and um, the company what the company basically does is like they are uh, using they are uh, using this printing technology modern printing technology to print some uh, secure electronic uh, identification tags um, I mean, you everyone must have heard about RFID or NFC that we are using. So they provide some interactive uh, technologies that could be used as an alternative for this. Uh, these uh, tags can be used just in papers and um, th there are no uh, chips or uh, something that are uh, required here. Uh, so basically, this is this is the profile uh, there. So I work um in like uh, in the machine they they are also relatively new to this machine learning and data science part so i work with them and i try to solve their uh, major issues that they are having currently so yeah i i think so far it's going great at prismade labs and i hope i continue there for some more time and have a very nice experience and learn a lot yeah, we're very glad that it's going great for you. So you mentioned a couple of projects that you have been working with, right? Uh, so yep. can you please elaborate on one of the interesting projects that you worked with? Or it might be your future project as well. Uh, yeah, so currently one of the major projects that uh, I'm working on is called the Hologram Project. So basically what they do um, uh, uh, you know that we have these uh, bank notes so this project could be used uh, once if this is successful they can use this uh, printing technology and embed that code in uh, bank notes and then th they can be uh, used to see uh, i mean used to check if the if a bank note is uh, a real note or a, or a fraud note so uh, this is one of the interesting projects I'm working on currently. I mean, um, they're almost uh, the project is almost over, and um, also there are some smart ideas. So, so for example, uh, we have uh, these uh, cards like uh, the driver uh, driving license or your ATM cards or anything. So uh, basically, they uh, they use this printing technology and they embed a code in this card, like a code, and each of these codes will have a label. So uh the basic idea is that we take these cards put it on a, on the app that our company provides and then you swipe with your finger on your, uh, on the card and that generates a signal uh i mean a, a, a swipe actually so uh this swipe is actually the data that we are working on so uh the label inside that card will help uh them identify what is uh, who's this card is whether this is a fraud or it is not so we work on this uh, uh, in uh, this basis so currently i'm working on this hologram project for uh, detecting bank notes yeah 
that that is very interesting. I'm I'm taken aback of how interesting these projects are. Like you said, uh, you know, it's going to be crime free, less corruption if you could identify all those, you know, uh, yeah, uh, illegal nodes and everything. That's very interesting. Uh, you uh, your projects are very inspiring. I have to say. Um, but then Thank I have a, a personal question I would also be uh, from my side. You uh, pursued your undergraduation in electronics, I believe, at Sastra University, yeah. right? And then you took a big yeah. step to data science. Uh, so was it like a big difference or was it you accidentally landed there or you wanted to pursue data science? Uh, so my idea basically was that um, uh, it was never to pursue my uh, career in electronics. I mean, I was more concentrated on the instrumentation or the control systems part of my course. So that uh, that was uh, what I was in intrigued in. But I would say that when I worked in TCS, um, I, I got kind of a little bit uh, idea of, okay, uh, I should also try my hands in this IT part and uh, this. So that is how i landed in this course in the first place so when i uh, came into masters i had a lot of depth to each of these uh, topics that i was working on and then i decided okay this is what is interesting me a lot and i should take uh, take up this as a career uh, so yeah that's how i landed here from electronics and instrumentation but i would tell you it was a good turning point of your life you landed yeah. in the great uh, yeah, so definitely. speaking of, you worked as an associate system engineer at Tata Consultancy Services, right? So you were also saying uh, that you worked with uh, Pristate Labs, which was a very new company with only five years of experience. So what yeah. is your personal view of working with a company uh, which has a huge, uh, which backs a huge number of experience as well as with new companies? Which one do you think suits people as a fresher? for interns like us who are going to pass out? Yeah, so in my opinion, for freshers, I would definitely say a, a startup should be the right choice. So uh, after I did my master's, I was also a fresher. So my previous experience did not matter at all. So I started off, uh, uh, so I, I took a, a chance that I uh, if I go to a um, I mean, like a startup, I will have more room for learning and, and, and a lot of freedom to do. And since this company was also relatively new to um, machine learning, I I have a lot of, uh, I had a lot of things to learn and, and I'm still learning. So uh, I, there are, I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of field in machine learning and a lot of things to explore in ML and uh, in deep learning. So whenever I read about something and then I explain this to my uh, uh, company people and then they are very interested in that and they uh, give me the freedom to try out them uh, those things. Uh, so for a starter, I would definitely say the choice should be a, st a startup company. Okay, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, uh, what you said was really correct. You need a platform to express yourself and get your hands into the mud rather than just, in, uh, you know, listening to instructions. You don't gain practical yeah, experience. Exactly. Uh, and since yes. we do not yes. have a hierarchy in the company, um, there's no need for getting permission or getting uh, uh, permission for doing each and everything or trying out different stuffs. So uh, you you can do whatever you want. And then if you're showing some good results, it's fine. Even if they do not work out, you, you, you still have learned something. So it's always nice. 
Yes, very true. There's a lot of encouragement and inspiration going around in that environment. That's very true. Yeah. So going a little off topic, I want to just ask you a non-tech question. Uh, this is one yeah. question we ask all our guests uh, to, you know, feed and we receive very interesting uh, answers as well. So let's say, Saumya, you received uh, $1 million. Okay, uh, so what would you do with that? Okay, so that's an interesting question. <laughs> okay, so with one million dollar, okay, let's uh, let's just uh, I I'll, I'll start off with uh, a selfish note of my, like first of all repaying my educational loan. Uh, so I'll use I'll use a part of that amount to first repay my uh, loan, and then uh, I have uh, two major things. Like one thing would be like uh, uh, some uh, day I I I aim to start a company in India. So it's like uh, uh, I have never had the idea to settle outside India. So if I have to come back and I, I want always wanted to give it back to my country. So if I had a million dollars, definitely I would uh, start a company and uh, like I would want to give jobs to a lot of uh, new people. And yeah, uh, that would be one of this, uh, one of my uh, major uh, goals. And uh, another one would be that um, I had this uh, a long, long term plan of uh, uh, like investing in some NGO that uh, uh, that majorly focuses on education for uh, children who, or who uh, uh, my opinion is that everybody is entitled uh, basic education. So I would do uh, my best to like uh, give that to all the people who are who do not have the, have an opportunity to get that that's that's very sweet philanthropic and noble of you i would say Saumya. and i see i see another raja sir in you like i really wish you you start a company in india and you would give great opportunities for interns like us uh, to be part of your company wishing you all well for that thank you um, thank you very much yeah so coming back uh, my next question for you is, uh, you pursued your uh, master's in automation and IT at Kolong University, right? And you also yeah. mentioned that you did a thesis in machine learning there. So yeah. uh, would you like to elaborate uh, on that? Yeah, so uh, my master thesis, uh, so I worked, uh, I did my master thesis in a company called uh, Trump. So uh, Trump is basically a laser uh, machines and tools manufacturing company um, in Germany. So, uh, so they have this new laser machine uh, uh, that is a completely automated machine. So what that machine does is like from uh, like loading the uh, parts uh, to like uh, cutting the parts into desired shape. So uh, they use this laser technology to cut uh, the metal parts and then uh, of desired shapes. The, the shape or the geometry of the part can be anything according to the requirement of the customer. So from loading the raw sheets to cutting them and unloading them and then sorting them, this whole uh, process is done uh, automa automatically. So a complete automation uh, would mean that uh, obviously there should not be any human interference in any part of this uh, process. Uh, so they actually have a major challenge going on in one of the process, which is un um, unloading of the cut parts. So they give the uncut uh, uncut uh, raw sheet and then the laser cuts the uh, part in the desired geometry and now 
there is uh, you have to unload this cut part and sort it and put it at a different place so here is where they are uh, facing a major problem uh, so to unload this part uh, what they're using is they're using something called pneumatic pins that will pop up from behind the uh, i mean from below the part and it will eject the part out of that raw sheet and then there is something called a suction cup on the top that will like take this part and uh, put it at put it at a different location so um, this uh, this part of where they are uh, trying to pop up those pneumatic pins to eject the cut part uh, th 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 that is where the challenge is because you have different geometries and for different geometries the diff uh, the, uh, uh, the position of the pins that would pop up will be different completely different and if one uh, even if one uh, a pin doesn't pop up or an extra pin pops up the the process will be stopped i mean the, the part will get stuck and the suction cups they cannot take and unload it so they'll require a human interference to check what happened and then manually people will have to come and unload this so they do not want this to happen they are trying they wanted to use a machine learning algorithm in, in this part uh, to ensure that the process takes place smoothly without any uh, problem so i worked on uh, this part uh, uh, this part where we used images we used uh, the images of the geometry of the part and the position of the pins so i tried to use a, a convolutional neural network algorithm wherein i pass this uh, pin positions and the uh, geometry uh, as an image to the uh, to the network and then the network tries to learn uh, okay for so for this part this is the position of the pins that would uh, result in a successful extraction so like this i give like hundreds of images uh, to the network the network will try to learn uh, based on this learning so when i give a new image when a new real time problem is presented the, uh, the my model will try to predict if for this particular position of the pins and for this particular part if this extraction will be a success or failure so this is what was uh, uh, what i was doing for my thesis okay i have to really appreciate you because you all you gave us a very edifying brief of your thesis you took us from step 1 to the final step uh, i would have to say would also make a great mentor uh, somewhere uh, so because you would make a great mentor i would want to know more about your work so can you please throw some light on uh, some r and d projects research works that you have been uh, doing recently uh so yeah um this master thesis itself was a part of the r and d in that in the company that i worked so this is uh, so uh, it was into two parts so for the first part of the this project was like i tried to use some um, machine learning algorithms to uh, do the same uh, process that i told you and my thesis more involved uh, the deep learning part so i also worked with this raw numerical data and also this images so uh, this was more or less the rnd that i had uh, done uh, because i was part of the rnd team in true so yeah that's about the research project but uh, i don't know if what i do at prismate counts as research because we do not have like a, a separate rnd team in our company because it's a small company as i told you uh, but yeah uh, the use case that we are doing is uh, relatively very new which uh, nobody has already done 
this uh, problem uh, statement or the case which is which we are doing right now with the smart id technologies is uh, relatively new so i don't know if that counts as a research but yeah for me it's something new uh, and i'm learning something new every day yeah, it, it was very true to what you said. Even when you were explaining your project, it sounded very relatively new to me as well. Uh, yeah. so, and it, it, it was very interesting. So uh, I'm glad you got a lot of opportunities and experience uh, in data science and machine learning. Now I want to come to that uh, phase of your life where you were trying to pursue uh, higher education in Germany. So my question is like, in India, we see a lot of people once they are done with, you know, undergraduation, we just yeah. see students just going and working in IT services like KCS, Cognizant, and then their career just goes on from there. Uh, people pursuing higher education abroad is very less. Even though they want to, we don't see a lot of people, you know, uh, pursuing their yeah. basic. One big reason is because they don't know what the process is. So can you, you know, give us a brief of uh, what were the process that you went through to pursue higher education in Germany? Yeah, so uh, for uh, Germany, higher studies in Germany, the starting point would be a website called DAAD. So anybody who wants to st uh, uh, study in Germany can just go to that website. You have several uh, filters there in what field you want and then like which language. So your masters are offered both in German and English. So uh, I would assume that most of us would obviously want to do the course in English. So yeah, uh, we can have those filters and then it will give us a list of all the courses available in all the universities in Germany. So everything at a single place. And then, um, so my first uh, thing, uh, first advice would be to not fall for the name of the course. So uh, the name could be like misleading. So we can have a different name. And then if you go and check the modules, they could be entirely uh, different thing. So always we when uh, we see the results and then we go into that university website, uh, research about the modules and uh, we want to actually finalize okay if these are the modules that we want to learn in our higher education or not so um uh, this extensive research is very important so i i had uh, been doing this for like six months or so before my uh before my uh application starting date and then obviously then other uh, other requirements will follow uh so for each of the course there are different requirements uh, some people, some universities obviously ask for a German certificate, German language certificate. Some do not. So, uh, and then some ask for uh, GRE or some ask for GATE score. IELTS is compulsory for all the universities. So, GRE and GATE they depend on the universities and also on the course that we are uh, choosing. So, these are some of the preparations I had to do uh, before I started. Um, I mean, like pursuing the higher studies here. Yes, thank you for sharing. I am also someone who, you know, who is aspiring to do my higher education abroad and nobody has explained to me the process. I just go to the computer and, you know, search and see. And then you see different results in, at different places. So thank you for putting into a nutshell and then giving. But then you gave a very golden tip to us. Like the title of the course will be misleading. We do yeah. not tempt like go through what is there in the course we just like oh, okay this course sounds great this is what i wanted yeah. me to uh, that's very true uh, but uh, can you please uh, repeat the website for me so i can just note it down for all our yeah, sure. it's it's d a a d 
B-A-A-D, okay. Thank you so much for that. Uh, yeah, so okay. you were uh, speaking of uh, German language. So did you learn German to go to Germany? How uh, was your experience? I mean, uh, uh, before coming to uh, Germany, I didn't. But after coming here, I am I am still learning. Like, I have not finished it yet. So, um, I mean, the experience is really good. Personally, I like learning languages. So uh, it, this uh, learning German didn't feel a burden to me. But also, there's another positive uh, thing in my career is that if you are going to work in IT, in IT field or in, say, data as a data scientist or so, uh, German language is not a compulsion. A lot of companies always do not ask uh, for a fluent German uh, because mostly we are not going to be um, talking to the clients directly. Uh, it's mostly the sales team or the other team. Uh, they have this one-on-one one -on -one interaction with the customer. So for IT, uh, uh, for software developers or any other for IT uh, field people, uh, uh, German is always not a compulsion. But if we are going to talk about the core uh, things like mechanical or if you say even uh, auto automation and control or so, then German is very very necessary so it's not a compulsion that you have to learn a lot before coming here you can also come here and and learn and then you can uh, somehow start speaking and yeah so uh, after that it would be very uh, easy once you learn a little bit yeah thank you for yeah. highlighting on that we see a lot of you know agencies here who who advertise saying german is compulsory if you want to go to germany so they make us take courses here for six months and all that so uh yeah thank you so much for highlighting on that you did clear a lot of our interns down here um but then um I want. I want. Really want to ask you, but why Germany? Uh, like most of them who want to pursue higher education, they tend to go towards you know US. Uh, you know, take up courses in Texas and such places. But why did you choose Germany over other places? Yes. So um, the the major reason I would say is the uh, one of the major reasons is the expenses. Um, so comparing to US, you are going to not even going to spend half or you're going to only spend less than half of what you will be spending in the US. And Germany is, of course, very good in uh, teaching and also in uh, research. So my university's, uh, university also had a lot of uh, research projects and uh, different um, new uh, exciting ideas. And um, this was like the course that I always wanted. Like I was looking for a blend of my uh, um, uh, uh, core field of uh, automation and IT. So that is one of the major reasons I uh, chose this. And um, one more reason is um, you have this uh, uh, different types of universities in Germany, which you mostly do not find elsewhere. They are called the University of Applied Sciences or uh, the Technical University. So these are uh, two major groups of universities in Germany. So one prepares you uh, for the industry. So the University of Applied Sciences is a, a lot more practical oriented. You do a lot of projects, uh, thesis, and then you do uh, you do a lot. Uh, you learn by doing assignments and stuff. So it makes you industry ready. And a technical university is like it has a uh, fifty percent of a lot of theory theoretical stuffs and fifty percent of practical stuff. So studying in a TU would help you pursue your PhD or uh, and, and then postdoc and all, all those res, uh, research field. Uh, 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 studying in a University of Applied Sciences would 
uh, help you get into an industry as soon as you finish your studies. So this was why I chose uh, Germany. Okay, uh, thank you for elaborately differentiating that. Like most of us had doubt of what is this technical university and applied, applied science uh, differ in. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for differentiating on that. Uh, so yeah. So the next thing is, uh, uh, like we have a lot, couple of aspiring uh, interns who aspire to become a data science uh, scientist one day. So like, but they, they're clueless about where to begin and what should I start off with? So uh, where should they start off with? Like, what would you like to tell them? Okay, so basically the, first of all i would say we have to be clear about the, they have to be clear about the role they want to do so data science is a, a very vast field so uh, so there's something there's a role called data engineer so that basically means that you have to learn sql and other databases and work only with the data that is being created so that is there and then or a data visualization expert is another role you only help in drawing some charts some nice nice to see graphs or something to analyze the data or you want to become a machine learning engineer or a deep learning engineer so um, it is important first to know what what field of this data science interests you and then I would say um, uh, we, we can also start a course, uh, uh, a data science course from the basics until uh, what is required uh, and always like use a single tool in the beginning. So um, in my case, uh, I, uh, I find I'm comfortable using Python. So I am I started off with Python and I am uh, currently working in that. So um, and based, uh, and my idea would be is learn by doing because the more you we are going to read things about data science, nothing is going to get into the head. So there are a lot of open uh, source data sets that are available online. Um, also, there's a website called uh, Cardil that uh, that gives a you uh, basically it's like uh, they announce some competitions or so, but it need not be a competition. We can just uh, see the data, understand the data, and try out our own stuffs in that data to learn. So that is a very good uh, platform for learning. So I think they, uh, this is how uh, uh, we, someone can start their career in. Okay, uh, so thank you so much for sharing that. I have noted down a couple of things that I have to start preparing now itself. But then I have to... Uh, I have to mention this. I've not received a clear cut explanation uh, for any questions that I've been asking any of my uh, chief guests who've been joining for live AMA. Uh, I got precise and clear cut answers for every doubt I had today. Thank you so much for that, Soumya. Um, no so, Welcome. Yeah. Yeah, so now it's time for our audience. Uh, all of our audience are uh, pre-final year and final year engineering students. So it's okay. time for them to shoot out their public questions. Uh, so guys, it's time for you to ask uh, your doubts and questions. Uh, make sure you ask one question at a time so that everybody gets an opportunity. Uh, so you can unmute, uh, you can uh, introduce yourself and then ask Saumya your question. Hi, Samya. Jensha here. Hi. Yeah, so it is very nice, you know, hearing you talk about your projects. So my question is like kind of similar to that. Okay, so I want to know what was your first data science project? 
yeah so um my first data science project uh, was in my um uh, college i mean my uh, masters uh, case study so that's like a project uh, the three of us worked on um, so basically we get some information about the uh, amount of methane and carbon dioxide gases available from a plant uh, near nearby um, so we just have to predict the amount of the gases available in that uh, uh, it's like a dump uh, wasteful uh, land uh, from where we are getting that information so when i started off it was all like so blank because the data had nothing except uh, one or two information uh, so we had to uh, do a lot of uh, research on that try to collect data from say google or something like that and then uh, we had to use some machine learning algorithms to do the prediction so that was my first uh, project in data science oh thank you thank you so much it sounds really interesting actually yeah hi uh, thank you janesha uh, yes hari prasad go on yeah, i'm hari prasad uh, my question was like uh, which was your best part in uh, data science visualization or uh, creating models uh, so for me it would be uh, uh, visualization so Uh, when uh, i mean uh, when i get to like uh, i i use a lot of histograms in my data so uh, visualization helps you understand data so in 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 any machine learning project your data is a key if you have understood the data then creating a model is like nothing uh, they are all available easily and then you can just uh, use a, a a variety of models to get the output so uh, but visualization will help you understand and help you know which part of the data is important and which is not so that is uh, my favorite part in machine learning in a project okay thank you hello uh, somya and divya hello hi divya i uh, my question is something uh, non technical and something related technical if you are stuck in a bug okay and you cannot able to fix that what you will do uh, example i will go and relax myself for some times and then i will start working on that and what you will do you will keep on work on that or you will you will have fix to solve that bug so um first of all like when i i mean when i experience the bug uh, for uh, if i am not able to solve it myself i'll uh, first uh, do some research like stack overflow is the go to website for me so i go and try to search so uh, if i don't get then i think uh, i'll just stop for a bit because sometimes uh, it, it the bug could be very easy you you will not know and then when you come back at a later time you'll know okay this is my mistake this has happened to me a lot of times so if i'm not able to get it for a few for few hours then i i stop i do some other task and then again come back to this bug okay even i used to do the same okay then yeah. um, my other question is have you got adapted the german environment uh, because as a female you went alone and have you adapted and started surviving by your own yeah so this it was uh, it was actually very challenging for me because this was the first time i'm coming outside india so i have had been uh, away from home before that also but not outside india and uh, i didn't know the language when i came here and it was uh, a, a bit difficult i came all alone with 
too much uh, i mean like too big <laughs> luggages and nobody here and i didn't know anything um initially it was very difficult and on top of that uh, the food here is uh, totally like obviously for indians it's very very uh, different and uh, we also had to cook our own food here so initially it was very challenging but then slowly you get used to things uh, i mean that initial 3 4 months is the time when you have to keep telling yourself that okay no i can do this i can do this so once you are you you just pass those 3 or 4 months after that it's all like normal it becomes so normal for you and then you can keep going yes that's really inspiring thank you somya thank you thank you devya we had a little ice break uh, question also from her uh, yes gokul go ahead uh, hi ma'am i'm gokul from a preferred earlier computer science department and uh, you yes. have shifted your domain from e&i into data science and computer related topics right uh, what are yeah. the challenges you faced from while you are shifting from a completely different domain because uh, in our country most of the students have this mindset only after entering the college they will get a clear view that i am interested in this topic and uh, i need to uh, shift to a different domain so what were the challenges you faced yeah so um for me uh, the challenge was like after my bachelor's i wanted to do some, do a course something uh, a, a bit related to um, uh, instrumentation so that's why i i chose this but after coming to masters is when i realized uh, that i i i like this data science part a lot more than control systems so it was either of the two i had to take make a decision and uh, i think i made this uh, right choice so the major challenge would be like uh, that you are running short of uh, some experiences uh, in when you are shifting so i knew that when i'm shifting to a complete completely uh, new field i do not have the enough uh, i do not have enough experience for, to land in a job so uh, that was uh, when i decided i will do an internship so gladly the german core courses mostly they come with thesis so when you're working on a thesis for 6 months that obviously counts as an experience for you so i did an additional uh, internship for 6 months to uh, like learn a lot about this so uh, so that that one helped me overcome this challenge uh, when i shifted from uh, control systems to uh, data science okay uh, and uh, how did you took a brave decision of uh, changing your career path totally because obviously every indian parent will uh, not easily accept that change because what the mind yeah. studying they used to say go in a single path don't uh, make hands dirty in every uh, everywhere right? yeah so, so like my major situations? my major uh, motive to come and do ms was uh, like i wanted to uh, pursue something that i like so the work i was doing in tcs was not was not my area like i didn't feel that uh, that is the right work for me so that's exactly when i decided okay i want to pursue an ms so i came here to do th- that i mean uh, to pursue my uh, my in- topic of interest so uh, i think that was a leap of faith that i took so it just uh, became right for me so regarding the indian parents yeah what you're saying is right but i think once you 
you are sure that you want to do this i think you can somehow convince them uh, and you can like tell them that this is my area of interest and i would want to work only in this so please i i, I just came here for that so let me do what i like so that should not be a problem once you're very sure of what uh, wh what you want to do in life thank you thank you thank you gokul thank you uh, i think that's it from the audience because we're time bound i think we'll uh, end the questions from the audience as well i'm so sorry uh, saumya that i got hold on you longer than i promised no uh, no problem but anyways we have come to the end of this session now thank you so much saumya for the, for all those clear cut and in a nutshell explanation it was indeed an inspiring session for all of us i promise that a uh, big thank you to you for taking time off your schedule and joining us today on behalf of teacherpreneur i express my sincere gratitude to you thank you so much saumya for joining us today Thank you thank you so much for giving me this opportunity i hope i didn't bore you all with my answers i hope you got to know something thanks a lot for inviting me here 100% it was an interesting session personally for me also as an interviewer it was very interesting for me i assure you that thank you so much hope to see you part of teacher friend in the future works of ours as well thank you for sure that. sure definitely thank you yeah thank you Thank you. Yeah. Um. Okay. 